If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again, everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich. That's right, I'm gonna win. You're gonna win. Noel's gonna win. Why? Because you're listening to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free (laughs) Brooklyn. (laughs) I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was great. Noel, how are you, buddy? Yeah, so far so good. That's good. So far so good. Um, How was your week? Anything interesting and fun happened for you? Uh, Not a lot this week, really. Uh-huh. I just worked, and I have tomorrow off because I, as I said, another episode. Many, many vacation days need to take because uh-huh. I didn't book enough acting. Uh, you know, I was thinking about something though the other day. Uh, what's that? <laughs> is this? Is oh, it's a good thing that we are uh, we are not under any FCC rulings with this because this may get dirty. No. Oh, it wasn't, no. You weren't, you weren't thinking about anything like that. No. Oh, okay. Uh, it. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, my apartment, and I used to live directly across the street from my apartment, mm-hmm. and there's these benches out front. And uh, some in, some of my neighbors and I were sitting out on the benches one time, uh, probably like drinking coffee or whatever on a, like an a, a afternoon on a weekend. And uh, one of my neighbors was always just everything like, oh, isn't that cute? And, you know, everything like that, right? And so we're sitting there. And she's like, there are these two pigeons in the middle of the street. Uh-huh. And they're kind of nuzzling each other. And <clears throat> she's like, oh, look, they're in love. And the v didn't get out of her mouth before <laughs> a taxi going about a half a mile an hour in the slowest crush you've ever seen rolls over one of the pigeons it probably took like five seconds to make it over this pigeon that is and awful yeah she was in shell shock i think after that <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> it was this cab if it was going any slower would have been stopped it was the slowest slow-mo crush you've ever seen oh that's awful did, yeah did stuff spatter uh, well, it didn't like squirt, right? It just kind of folded it under. <laughs> oh, poor thing! Yeah, it was. Did the other bird just fly away, yeah, or the other did bird, it? Yeah, took off. Did it cry? Yeah, no, no. There's a a video I've been seeing that's been going viral recently of uh <clears throat> that people you know you know how people love to to uh show animals are like humans they love and they care and and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and there, there's been a viral video going around of uh somebody having one of his songbirds pass away, canary, parakeet, whatever, and the other one, and he's trying to f- sort of roll it up in some some paper. Do I throw it out, flush it in the toilet, whatever he's going to do with it? And the other bird won't allow him to do it. It keeps sitting on it, and he rolls it, and it sticks its head in the thing and tries to climb in with it, and then eventually he just throws it away. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of that, but in a strictly New York City sense. Oh, yeah. You know, and that... that you know, once vibrant, loving bird couple, one of them is now is just trash on New York City That's Street. That's right. Trash that my dog Herschel would probably try to eat. I'm sure <laughs> Herschel would try to eat that. 
that's that's point. that's great dog pickings. Yeah. Oh, he is uh he's a trash machine that dog. He walks down the street and he's sniffing at every nook and cranny cuz you know, people clean theoretically generally will, you know, clean the sidewalk in front of their place, but the good stuff gets trapped in the seams. Oh yeah. And that's where the nice garbage juice is and stuff like that and that's where he's got his nose in there and that tongue is Starting out, and he's so low to the ground, man, that I have to like. If I'm not paying attention, he's he's got giardia. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's as quick as that. Yeah. And it's a it's a a, a a good story to tell prior to the show because, as with all of our stories, they lead into our topic. And today's topic, Noel, is it's trash. Trash. That's right. New York City trash. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That's right. And in New York City. That is truer than almost any other place. That's right. I feel. There's enough trash here to get rich. Of to treasure. get rich and to 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 you know, I have uh, uh, in several apartments when I was a young swinging bachelor, ninety percent of my furniture, everything but the bed, came off of the streets in New York. Oh sure. This is prior to the bed bug epidemic. Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to know a guy who had almost every single thing in his apartment was from the street Mm -hmm. and he was really good at fixing things up so he had some like fridge that looked like it was a hundred years old it was the first Mm -hmm. electric fridge Mm -hmm. and like it was like wood and copper and like everything in his apartment and he had a beautiful apartment all stuff he picked from the streets of new york city Used to be able to and do that. Stop. Yeah, New York's got great garbage. Great garbage. Great. I used to. I used to find chairs. Chairs galore. Yeah. That was the thing I always found, and I always take them. I was not handy in that way, so they still looked kind of shitty and beat up. But you know, I had an entire living room in my my uh, my first apartment that was chairs, two chairs, couch, coffee table. Yep. Entirely picked off the street. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do that anymore, though, because it seems like everything has bed bugs. Everything has bed bugs. And I also think it's it's harder now. I think people are more wise to it. You know, our our guest our, our, from our last show, the art show, Matthew Fisher, mm-hmm. has an uncanny ability to find stuff on the streets of New York. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, some stuff that you and I may not be into. I think there's there's some kind of rule that there is in his household that if it's a piece of clothing, it has to... Uh, soak for several days <laughs> before before it is put anywhere inside the house other than the tub. Yeah. But but he finds art, he finds uh clothes, like like good clothes, nice clothes. He finds records. He once found a box that was full of buttons from the sixties, like pins. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that were all like political pins and stuff like that. All kind of collector's items. Um he just finds this stuff. I don't know if it's the neighborhoods he travels in or whatever, but you know, you ask him about it, he's very coy about the whole thing. We didn't get get to it with him last episode. Maybe we'll have him on for for another episode about something like that. Yeah, I, I once found a giant metal pro- propeller, giant, and I hauled it up. I lived on the fifth floor of a walk up at the time. Hauled up to my place. It took up like half my kitchen, uh-huh. and I had it there for so long. Like it's so cool. I got to do something with this. I ended up tossing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing when you find something that you think is cool because you'll hold on to it for a while. Yeah. Till you figure out what you're going to do with it, and then eventually it happens. Usually with a lot of people at the move, when they move, they realize they're never going to do anything with that thing, and then chuck it. Yeah. 
at that point after it sat around taking up space for a while. Yeah. But um, this is all very interesting stuff about garbage picking in New York, which I think, like I said, you know, I think one thing that there used to be, I think, a time where you could really garbage pick in New York and possibly make a lot of money. I think it's a little harder now with mm-hmm. the advent of people immediately knowing how to monetize stuff and with eBay out there and uh, <clears throat> Craigslist and all these plate ways that you can sell things online and have a huge uh, marketplace available to you that, that, you know, before it was sort of like, well, what am I going to do? Sell it to the junk shop around a corner? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm just going to take it home. Now people see this stuff and they think, wow, maybe I can sell this. Yeah. Make a few extra bucks. Yeah. But that's not getting rich. Well, it depends. Eh, I mean, if you turn it into a business, certainly those American picker guys, you know, all those guys who drive around picking and then selling stuff on the eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys, they go to, you know, big shed warehouses that have owned by hoarders <clears throat> that have finally decided to empty them out after 60 years. And they go through and they sort of do their deals with them. There's a show on a, a reality show. I yeah. think it's called American Pickers. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, I, I found a guy uh, whose name is Justin <coughs> Gignac. No, it's not. And I, well, that's the way I got it written down. I think it's Gignac. <laughs> okay, maybe it is. Uh, who lives in New York City. Uh-huh. And he walks around the streets of New York City and picks up trash and... Then uh, puts it in a package mm-hmm. labeled NYC trash, uh-huh. <laughs> and he sells it for a hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, uh, and uh, I guess initially he was selling it for ten dollars, but that's gone up <laughs> over time, and he has fifty dollars or hundred dollar uh-huh. bundles you can get, and a hundred dollars are labeled the premium trash. Uh huh. So uh, I wonder what's in the premium trash. Obviously, there can't be any food items in the trash. No, no food items. Right. And he also said uh, whatever it is needs to be perfectly dry. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So, you know, there's a there's a, a company in, in in Ireland called Ald Sod, and they just basically package up dirt from Ireland and send it to Irish people in America who spend 50 bucks mm-hmm. for a, a small you know, five, ten-ounce package of Irish dirt. Mm-hmm. I imagine this is the same idea. I wonder if, if he got the idea from the Ald Sod guys. Uh, maybe, or maybe he just figured people love... New York City garbage. Yeah. People from it's New York... Cliche. are Right. Or they're missing their garbage yeah. Yeah. around the country, <laughs> yeah. around the world. I'm there are New Yorkers all over this world. I bet our listeners out there, every one of our listeners has met someone from New York at some point. Well, yeah. Met someone, sure. Sure. Well, okay. So there are New Yorkers all over the world. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand your skepticism with this. I, I'm not skeptic at all. <laughs> you know, one thing I have noticed, especially in this Uber upscale neighborhood that I live in, mm-hmm. is there is an uptick in the Freegan movement. Okay. You aware of what the Freegan movement is? Uh, yeah. It's, it's people who pick garbage and eat it, right? Yes, in my day it was called dumpster diving. Yeah. <clears throat> but now they've given it a name because uh more and more uh the dates on expiration dates on food in supermarkets 
are not really based on anything close to reality. Yeah. And a large portion of that food that is getting thrown out is not expired. So these people go through <clears throat> and they check things out. I mean, obviously they smell it. Like I don't think they're taking meats or anything like that. But uh, certainly fruits that are just getting out, thrown out because they're bruised. Vegetables for the same reason. Uh, a lot of products that have an expiration date because they're required to by law but don't actually go bad. Um, such as chips, coffee, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature, or maybe just aren't at their peak. Um, and they're taking that stuff, and they're, you know, if not full-on if not full on uh, replacing or not spending any money on groceries, certainly getting enough that it's cutting their bills in, in more than half. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was walking down the street one time, and uh, there was a bagel shop that had obviously just closed and put out their uneaten bagels in the garbage. And there was this gaggle of hipsters who had that trash bag, and and, and they were like, like Scrooge McDuck, uh-huh. you know, diving in his pool of money and wallowing in it. Yeah, well, they they were you you would have thought it was just raining gold uh-huh. on these guys. Well, they had a brunch to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the next day. No, they were and, grabbing them out uh-huh. and just eating them. Eating and... them. Yeah. Well, I don't blame them. I mean, it used to be homeless people that did it. Yeah. No, but uh, for some reason, gar- the garbage food isn't good enough for the homeless people anymore. Like there was a time where you would see them sort of wait around in the back ends of uh, in the dumpster areas of the supermarkets, and they don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't do it at all anymore. But so I, I was thinking to myself, wow. How do you make money off of that? I mean, certainly you save money. Yeah. And, you know, I'm all for saving money. Saving money's great, but it's not getting you rich quickly, saving money. And I thought, well, you know, the biggest expense, well, one of the two biggest expenses in the restaurant field is your food costs. Mm-hmm. It's food cost and labor. So if you could essentially cut out your food costs, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. A restaurant would be more profitable <clears throat> if they could cut out the food costs. Right. And how do you cut out the food costs? Uh, you give them rotten uh, picked food. It is not rotten, okay. first of all. But yeah, you get some freegan food. So I thought, freegan restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. That's a great new idea. Yeah. Free and for me, <laughs> you pay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, let me just check if anyone's done a freegan restaurant. Uh-huh. And sure enough... Yep. There are freaking restaurants in multiple cities around the world. Really? There's one in Boston, which just recently got evicted from their space, but they actually had a Kickstarter campaign wow. that uh, garnered about $3,500, and they actually opened their freaking restaurant. Now, because they're hippies, of course, and probably because of health laws, they weren't selling their food. Oh, okay. They were giving it away. But I, you know... What people don't know don't hurt them. And uh, I feel like, you know, you can sell the food. You can figure out a way to sell the food um, and not be hippie. So that's one. In Copenhagen, which Mm -hmm. is not surprising because they're all freaks in Copenhagen. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we don't have any Copenhagen listeners right now, so I feel I can say that without offending anyone. (laughs) Um, There is a freaking restaurant that's doing very well. That place is, of course, because they're all hippies. A pay what you will. Okay. Right? Um, again, you know, in New York City at least, $25 a plate is the going rate for a standard 
uh, uh, entree, mm-hmm. you know. So as far as I'm concerned, that's what you should be charging. And in Paris, France, the Epicurean, the culinary center of the Western world, there is a Freegan restaurant that is also, I believe, pay what you will. But it doesn't matter. You can be charging regular city, but they don't, no one needs to know. You can be charging regular city prices, and when now that you've cut out your food costs, which is a third at least of what your <laughs> your per plate price is, yeah. and you're charging twenty five dollars, you're making money. Yeah, you know, I did very recently read about in New York, there was a, a very you know some renowned chef had a big ticket fundraiser event where all the food. Was uh, past expiry, uh-huh. or was uh, like waste product from other foods? From other yeah. foods, and he made some gourmet meal out of them. It was the chef. I'm sure it was Dan Barber from Blue Hill Restaurant. Okay, that's a thing he's done. He's actually created. Uh, there's a uh, one of those fancy, you know, fast food salad places mm-hmm. called uh, I don't remember Simple Green or something like that, and they actually have one of those dishes it's a salad that he created for them that is entirely made up of waste product from other salads okay. so it's like carrot peels you know because that's all perfectly healthy stuff as long as you clean it it's good for you but uh, exactly the amount of waste in this country when it comes to food forget about it forget about it there are i mean i don't know if you know this but but there are uh in the world of produce you have your the food and fruit that are picked in this country <clears throat> are graded, and they're graded entirely on uh, the way they look. And they're graded, I think, one through four. Mm-hmm. And supermarkets around th- the country only take grade one, mm-hmm. meaning they're the shiniest, most pristine, perfect-looking examples of this thing. So a solid two-thirds to three-quarters of the rest of the yield is thrown away well is it equal parts that uh it's almost that's why i'm saying it could be two-thirds it could be three quarters but even if it's 50 percent that's a lot of food to go that's that's if you think about the amount of food that is that is uh uh created and it they don't do things like the farms won't send them to food banks and stuff like that because it ends up costing them money to ship all this stuff Mm -hmm. right and since no one's going to pay the you know the value drops so far for this stuff, so th- there are now uh, markets that are starting to open up where they only do twos and threes mm-hmm. of of vegetables and produce and can charge substantially less. Sure, for uh, perfectly good produce. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're Especially talking if you're about making soup or something, right? Exactly. Know? Or even if you're eating something straight, you're talking about an apple if it's got a bruise on it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I never. It freaked me out. I wouldn't eat it if really? it had a bruise on I'll it. I don't know it. why. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now you're like, whatever. It's a freaking bruise. Or if it's so gross, I'll cut it away. Yeah. And I still have a whole apple that I paid a third what I would have paid for. Yeah. You know, on a related note uh, to what you're talking about, in my mind, it's related. Mm-hmm. Um. Are all of the the uh, clothes donation bins around? And I don't know if you remember a year ago, there was an article in the New York Times about how in the East Village in particular, there were all these fake donation bins, and uh, there was like 
30 of them within a few blocks. They couldn't trace down who they were from. If they do trace them down, they call you and give you 30 days to take it off the street. And they're saying all these people are doing is then coming, dragging it down the block, and waiting for someone to report it again. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and then they're taking these clothes and selling them. Mm-hmm. So I looked into that a little bit, and it, it turns out that just a couple weeks ago, there was a, a company in Yonkers that was caught doing this on a very large scale. And they had all these bins all over the place marked Goodwill, marked Big Brothers and Little Sisters uh-huh. or whatever. So they're marking them. They're not even like they're not even being like a fake thing. They're actually marking them as real yeah. charities. But what they did is they gave each of those charities like two hundred bucks a year uh-huh. to use their name on their boxes. Oh. And uh they were taking all these clothes. And selling them overseas and in vintage shops everywhere, uh-huh. and uh, they were fined seven hundred thousand dollars for doing this. Wow! Which sounds horrific, except for the fact that they made uh-huh. over ten million dollars. Wow! Yeah, and they were only found uh, fined seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So. If anyone out there uh, is good at making boxes, <laughs> you might want to, you know, get into the uh, what what will we call it? Well, the the donated clothing racket. Yeah, the donated clothing racket. The goodwill racket. Yeah. we'll call it. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, ten that's million ten million dollars. I wonder what their infrastructure is like as far as distribution and stuff like that. I do find when I've gone into, uh, I, I find going into, uh, I used to like to go into, let me try to finish this sentence, okay? Uh-huh. I used to like going into thrift stores and going through stuff and finding like old clothes that were, were you know, interesting or different or at least of a quality that you don't get anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you go into these thrift stores peppered throughout Brooklyn and uh, <clears throat> you just find, like, fucking gap shit yeah. from the 80s. Yeah, and it's very expensive, too, it's, in New York. It, it's very expensive. It's almost as expensive as buying a new Gap shirt. Yeah. But it's like, it's fucking Gap. It's Old Navy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, who? Like, there's nothing good about the quality of that. When we were at Sundance. Yeah, uh, I think you may have mentioned this before in fashion. Oh, that's right. I did. All right, so I'll <laughs> skip over that. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Josh's nightmare of repeating himself just came just true, came guys. True. But you caught me. Thank you for catching me instead of letting me go on. And then afterwards going, yeah, and we heard that story before. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind of halfway through the show now. Yeah, we are. And uh, maybe time to uh, throw in a little tip, maybe. Yeah, a little get-rich-quick tip of the week. Every week we have a topic and we explore that topic and give you multiple ways to make millions of dollars in the episode we also throw in a little nugget of knowledge for you to make some more millions and so if you only have a few minutes listen to the tip come back later and listen to the rest of the episode all together you're going to have a million dollar sandwich uh so here we go our get rich quick tip of the week brought to you by radio free brooklyn take it away josh if i had uh to come up with something from nothing. I would go out 
to a big market like the US, Japan, Germany, these are big economies, $15 trillion. And I would take an idea, some idea that's working really well, and then I'd bring it to a small market, Sweden, bring it to New Zealand. Now, you don't even have to live in those countries, right? Some businesses, it would be harder if you wanna do a restaurant or something. For you, you, gotta, you have to go out there, instead of trying to innovate from your own mind, look at some different markets. When I say big countries, try to pick a country that's not your own. Make sure though, as I talk about, if you're in my 67 steps, make sure it's part of your destiny, what you're doing. Don't just take a random idea, it won't work. Make sure it's part of your destiny. Yeah. To take an idea and bring it to a smaller market. Yeah, that 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 is destiny. <clears throat> so when you when I go through some of these tip things, Right. When I'm looking through the amount of fucking schnooks that are out there, <laughs> these self-help douchebags that uh, uh, sit there with these vague notions and ideas and 67 steps to being the better, most wealthiest you that there is. There's so many of them out there. And I assume they make money. You know, part of their whole shtick is they show the lap of luxury that they're living in. This guy has videos of him driving around in his Lamborghini mm -hmm. and filming himself and stuff like that. But, you know, it's always so vague and so absurd. And then these ideas, you know, the, the, that one I particularly like. Take something big that's working in a big economy. So say, take Facebook. Just grab Facebook and go to Sweden with Facebook and do it in Sweden because they don't know anything about these big things that are in the big economy. Well, you know what, Josh? Maybe it just sounds vague to you because it's not your destiny. That and may if be it, it. If it were in your blood, <laughs> course it, it would sound like he is like being so precise. You'd be like, oh, no. Everyone's going to steal the crystal clear idea he gave. It's true. Maybe that's what he means by the destiny of it all. That's right. Endless amounts of these hucksters, oh. these fucking financial snake oil salesmen. That's right. Really you guys, unbelievable. You don't need to go out there and troll the internet for financial sn snake oil salesmen. <laughs> you got us here. Stick with us. That's right. Let us be your snake oil salesman. We're not even selling you the snake oil. We're just giving it to you. We're giving it to you. And that's the difference. That's right. We're not asking you. We're not asking you for money up front. We're asking you for money after you make it. That's right. Back front. Back, front, back to front. <laughs> Watch out. You can get an infection that way, guys. That's <laughs> awful, but true. True. That's We've right. We've all been there. Um, so <clears throat> another thing I was thinking about. Okay, Josh, what are you thinking about? In terms of garbage. Okay. What's kind of the biggest, the thing that is like... The greatest amount of garbage that's being created, at least in our country, and probably around the world at this point. Um, packaging. E-waste. Okay, sure. E-waste. Hard to get rid of, too. Cell phones. Uh, computers. Computers. Printer cartridges. Televisions. Televisions. Anything having to do... With E. With E. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I have a story about E and some waste, uh -huh. but that's for another time. <laughs> Um, and all of these components somewhere within their motherboards, within their circuitry, in the case of printer cartridges on the little tapey bit that reads the information and lets the, the cartridge know how it's spitting out the ink, there's precious metals in there. Yes, there are. Gold, platinum, silver, 
often copper, which isn't a precious metal, but a metal nonetheless. And a rare earth metal? And a rare earth metal. Yeah, that we've spoken about before. We have in our uh, alchemy. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of these things can be removed from the circuitry. Yeah. And mine. Yes. And I thought to myself, well, that's a great idea. Why don't I see if anyone's doing that? And sure enough. What? Urban mining and urban scrapping. It's a huge thing. Okay. You, so one way to do it with things like pins and uh, anything that's, that's, that's plated in gold. And you can do it with even like, you know, not necessarily e-waste, but like watch bands that are plated in gold. Reverse electroplating. Okay. Right? Which is super simple. Car battery, uh, conductive metal piece as the uh, uh, cathode, and then the anode is the plated item, and then... <laughs> And then this is where it gets a little sketch, but, you know, you just have to be careful. Then a little sulfuric acid, because <laughs> you need the acid as the carrier of the current. All right, and to get rid of the person that you stole the watch from. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, you know, you you let it sit in there. Everything's sitting there, and it, it removes the gold. Then you neutralize it with some baking powder, and then you pass it through a coffee filter, and you've got gold. Yeah. And you can do this on a large scale where you just just every time you see e-waste you pick it up and you just you get like break out the parts that have the gold in it and it's clear what parts those are you look at them and it's gold yeah the copper looks like copper but the gold is gold and you go through your you get a big bucket of it and then you go to the park and you dump it into whatever the uh, you can find I don't want to tell people <laughs> The because uh, I did the research on how to extract the gold from these things, but it can be kind of dangerous, and I don't want to be responsible for someone burning their face off. Uh-huh. So, but if you go to YouTube and look up e-waste gold extraction, mm-hmm. you will find several <laughs> scrapper guys <laughs> who have their own chemical concoctions, <laughs> their own recipes of death to remove gold from these motherboards and things, and you can collect gold and then you know right now gold is about 35 dollars a gram uh-huh. right it's running at a little over a thousand dollars uh about six months ago i think it was because i sold some gold it was about 30 it was at the highest it was about 1300 dollars an ounce okay which is crazy but gold is where it's at people sure gold is i mean every illuminati uh safe zone Mm-hmm. Filled with gold. Yeah. Uh, you listen to any of the great journalists of our day, <laughs> Glenn Beck, uh, the InfoWars Guide. It's all about gold. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, and you can get rich on gold. Oh, yeah. You, you, it, it's <clears throat> famous for getting rich. Right. Yeah. So, urban mining. Okay. This is what I got. You know, I, I have to say, uh, we had we <laughs> spoke for about three minutes before we started uh-huh. the podcast today. Uh-huh. Uh and Josh had mentioned he had something on urban mining, and I honestly thought you were going to tell people to run around and steal like manhole covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, here we go. No, you are the morally dubious one, my friend, not me. Just last episode, because, you know, art, there's it's a morally dubious uh, money-making venture. Yeah, you know, uh, on the morally dubious front, what actually made me think of trash as a topic is I was walking down the street the other day going to get a cup of coffee, and 
there was uh, a heating oil delivery truck. Anyone not from New York, uh, just to let you know, in New York, they've got this crazy thing going on where a lot of old buildings, a truck will pull up, and it's just like Joe's Oil Company, and they will pump oil into a tank for you for you to burn for your heating oil, uh, which I've lived a lot of places. I've never seen that anywhere else. Um, but they just got busted on uh, a whole bunch of things that they were doing. They had magnets th- on their meters oh, really? to uh, make it look like they were pumping more than they uh, said. And then they also had, uh, you know how uh, they have the companies that go around and take all of the used cooking oil yep. from restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that oil gets used for a lot of different things now. You can actually uh, retrofit your car. Yep. So it'll run on it. Biodiesel. Uh, well, apparently you can also mix it with uh, heating oil and not tell anyone and sell it to all these buildings all over the place. Wow. And they were mixing used cooking oil in with all the heating oil. Wow. Yeah. So are people's radiators smelling like Mickey D's? I guess so, man. That's why sometimes you walk down the street in New York and there's a big stench. It's because <laughs> that guy got the cheap oil. I wonder, that must gunk up the system, something fierce. I don't know, yeah. That's awful. You know, those they those companies used to charge for taking away your, uh, your used cooking oil. Uh-huh. That used to be an additional cost that restaurants had. And then once the biodiesel craze started, to th- everyone thought biodiesel was going to be the next big thing. <clears throat> um, th- there were carting companies that would do it for free. They just wanted your oil. Okay. And they would just shove their big pipes down your sinkhole and uh, suck all of your oil out of there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Um, but, uh, wow. Yeah. Cutting it with, with used cooking oil. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I did look into stuff that had to do with that or also with trash collection. There's a company mm-hmm. that's uh, trying to start basically... Um, an Uber of trash collection, basically, where <laughs> businesses will just pull out their phone and bloop, 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 and up will come a truck and take their garbage. But I, I kind of figured, you know, uh, anything to do with oil delivery or or trash collection in mm-hmm. particular is uh, probably a dangerous business to get into because uh-huh. it's very tightly controlled i in my mind <laughs> by the mob uh-huh uh so i figured i'm going to stick away from that right so i, I figured you could with, with trash ways to make money would be to take it mm-hmm. i'm not going to do it because i don't want cement shoes right uh you can uh do stuff with it like uh you know put a label that says nyc trash and sell it uh-huh or you can just you know out and out sell that or you, you can transform it, as you were saying, into f- different types of food. Right. Or you can uh, just sell it, as, as you first discussed on eBay. Uh-huh. And I looked into that, and you're right. There's, you know, sure, you can get this crud, and someone's going to pay something for it, but really, how much money are you making? You know, not, right. not a whole lot. Well, it turns out you can make a little more with this trash and sell it on eBay. Uh-huh. And in particular, if you mark an item as being haunted, <laughs> it sells for <laughs> double or triple the price and sells quicker. Uh, and I read an article on The All, which was all about uh, haunted items being sold on 
eBay, and there are people who have made entire businesses around selling haunted items. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, they said that you know you can you can just get a feeling from the item and uh-huh. tell whether or not it's haunted. Some people may just make up a story. That's surprising. It is surprising. I know, uh, but. If you want, there is a company called Creepy Hollows that for $45 uh-huh. sells an item called a transmute bag. And that transmute bags allows you to get ghosts into any item that you want. Wow. So you transmute ghosts into other items. So you can make something that's not haunted. You can make it into something haunted. Too legit to quit haunted. Wow. Um, as I said, that will double or triple your asking price. It'll also cut down on the time it takes to sell it. Uh, they did say if you are going to sell haunted items, be careful about your wording. Because you <laughs> don't want to specifically say that anything guarantees good luck, bad luck, anything like that, because it will get flagged and thrown out of eBay for having false guarantees. Understandable. So uh, I, I I went on eBay. So you can't guarantee, you, what you're saying is don't guarantee that it's haunted. You can't no, say. No, you can guarantee it's haunted, but you can't you, say. Having this item will give you good luck. Okay, no guaranteed. properties. You can't. You can't affix any. You've just got to be a little vague about okay. the properties. All right. Uh, so I went on eBay, and I took a look for haunted items, uh-huh. and sure enough, there were a lot of haunted <laughs> items. Uh, according to this article, the top items that are haunted are uh, toys, mm-hmm. jewelry, mm-hmm. clothes. Furniture and mirrors. Uh, when I looked, I didn't look that deep. I only went about five pages into into my search deep, uh-huh. and what I saw was primarily um, dolls. A lot of haunted yeah, dolls. I can imagine. Um, and there was some haunted jewelry. Uh huh. And there were just haunted wood boxes. Uh huh. Multiple haunted wood uh-huh. boxes. Uh, so I looked for what to me seemed like something I could just pick off the street with the highest selling price uh, to use as an example. And uh, you guys out there can't see this, but I am actually going to show Josh a, a picture here because there's a doll I found uh-huh. that's being sold for a hundred dollars. <laughs> and and explain uh, what quality you think this doll looks like, Josh. <laughs> the 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 doll is in pretty bad shape. Horrible, horrible shape. shape. It looks like, like it's been run over by a truck yep, twenty times. You know, we can actually probably post that picture on our Facebook page, and you guys can check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Um, it it's the, the my favorite part about that doll is the one eye closed, one eye open. It looks like some a guy I used to see in the neighborhood when we had junkies in this neighborhood mm-hmm. that used to right after he'd shoot up, he'd sit there, and one eye would like droop all the way down and shake, and the other eye would be wide open like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so this doll looks like garbage selling for $99. Uh, I guarantee you it's been found off the street or, uh, or, or some, something of that similar nature. And, uh, all these, all these listings have uh, a little story in them uh-huh. about, uh, about the haunting himself. Well, I would imagine that's a big part of what you're paying for. Yeah. So, uh, let me just 
scan this real quickly and give you some okay. highlights of this story. All right. Uh, this item originates from the home of a deceased medium. Uh, mm. uh, let's see what else uh, about the medium. When I first saw the doll, it caught my eye. There was something unique about it that drew <laughs> me to it. Uh-huh. I've never been a believer in the supernatural. However, I purchased it thinking that I could get a few good spooks out of some friends. Spooks! When I brought the doll home, I sat on my dining room table with the other items I purchased that day, not thinking much of else. I forgot about it until later that evening when I heard my dog growling. Uh-oh. I looked over, and my dog was huddled in the corner of the room, looking at the doll, teeth exposed, and hair standing on end. I thought it was strange. I agree. I told her to go lay down, and and it just goes on uh-huh. like that. Uh, uh, the, the doll speaks to her. She can barely put together sentences, but she told me, have <clears throat> fun with baby. That's So creepy. you got to make a little story uh-huh. uh, behind your yeah. doll. Put a little, or, you know, you can troll. What, what's that, <laughs> wiki pasta? <laughs> what? Wi- yeah, you know, wiki pasta. It. It, it, it's an online repository of... Uh, Fan horror. You know Slenderman? Slenderman comes from uh-huh. Wikipasta. Okay. Uh, what a strange name for a horror site. I know. It Wikipasta. Is. I know. When I first saw that about that those girls that murdered that other girl, I was just uh-huh. like, Wikipasta. <laughs> 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 Everything about this story is so creepy except for pasta. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and I do have to say this, too. A lot of the items I looked at, on mm-hmm. eBay that were selling as haunted uh, had a little disclaimer that they put on the bottom. Really? Even after all this, it says, I'm required by this site to state that I make no claim or of or promise of intangible attributes, and I'm selling an object only. The content of the listing <laughs> is for entertainment purposes only. Please be 21 to purchase. But there was all this stuff about how satanic dolls right. and evil dolls mm-hmm. and... I think the one that would probably sell the best if you could find, I mean, you may have to buy them and then transmute them, mm-hmm. is uh, Ouija boards. Uh, there, the Ouija boards also apparently can, was a big seller. Yeah, I can imagine Ouija boards. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want a haunted Ouija board? Yeah. I think there's something, uh, just as an aside, that now that we've learned about this, there's something that uh, maybe someone can start up a business about, and that would be... Uh, Specifically for people who are selling haunted items, Mm -hmm. a haunted item authentication company that you would get, you know, it would be the stamp of approval Mm -hmm. from Ghosts or Us or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, come up with your own pithy name since I obviously can't. Um, (laughs) And uh, you make a little money off all these guys and, you know, by authenticating the haunted nature of their item. Yeah. I think that's, you know, just a quick, an additional, sometimes we throw in an additional off-the-cuff tip. That's right. To get rich quickly, and that's one for you, people. Um, so that's a good one, Noel. Haunted garbage items. And the beauty of it is is they don't even necessarily have to be haunted from the jump. You can transmute them. You can transmute them. Or, you, you know, <clears throat> sometimes you just have a feeling about something. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. In this article, that's what this woman was just like, oh, you, you can just tell sometimes. Uh-huh. You just know. Yeah. You just and know then they'd things. all be stories about like someone was murdered in this chair uh-huh. and like things like that. <laughs> in New York, it would be hard, you know, especially if you have anything from the 70s. Yeah. There's a chance someone was murdered near or around it. Oh, sure. Good chance that there was some death near it. 
So we've given you a lot of ideas on how to get rich. That's right. What are you going to do with that money, though, after you get it all? I mean, you got to do something with it. You got to spend it, right? That's right. So this week, as every week, we bring you Spend That Money, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn, to tell you how to spend your riches. If you haven't made those riches yet, use this as inspiration to get your butt off the couch, get out there, find some trash, figure out it's haunted, and sell it on eBay <laughs> until you are bazillions in the clear. If you think having a toilet made out of gold is insane, just wait until you hear this. In order to match your golden throne, Toilet Paper Man, a company specializing in everyday household items, created a one-of-a-kind bathroom roll paper made from 22-karat gold. With a price tag of $1.3 million, it is the most expensive toilet paper in the world. The company declared that, as you use the toilet paper, 22-karat gold flakes will fall onto the floor and you're behind taking you to another level of sophistication. Another level of sophistication. <laughs> so one of the th one of the things I picked out of that is they say that uh, gold will fall on the floor okay. while you're wiping your ass. <laughs> Just what you want. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if you've got $1.3 million uh -huh. to spend on gold toilet paper, you shouldn't be shitting on the floor. <laughs> or you should. <laughs> or maybe, right? Maybe that's it. You can. So why not? Yeah. There's someone there to clean up. But it's, you know, it's beautiful. Your toilet is sitting there and it's got gold in it. You've got gold on your asshole. Yeah. Afterwards. That was, I mean, the ultimate. Yeah. In, in <laughs> and, and, you know, I have to, I have to say this to our listeners. If Josh were rich, he would be getting this because Josh has some hangups. Josh has the squatty potty thing. Why his is that wife, a hangup? His wife makes homemade poopery. Why is that? Why is that a hangup? I don't know why that's a hangup. Wanting our my okay. All right. <laughs> All right. It's not a hangup. It's not a hangup. I want you to try it. Number one, mm -hmm. because not the poopery. The poopery, whatever. The poopery is just you know. I work out of my home. People come to my home. They poop in my toilet often. Okay. There's nothing kind of weirder and at times grosser than walking into someone else's stink. Okay. Right. So if they use the homemade poopery, it helps with that quite a bit. It it's also it's homemade. What it costs to buy all of the ingredients to make like a <laughs> gallon and a half of poopery is the same amount as it costs to buy one little spritzy poopery. That's right. And as I'm sure you guys can tell at this point, Josh is like evangelical about it. And he is like a non-smoker preaching to smokers. You got me so wound up because every time you bring it up more than I do, and every time you talk about how crazy I am. Yeah. It's not insane. I would get a solid gold squatty potty, though. Okay, there you go. Just because it would be nice. It would be nice. Good. It would look good. Look good in my bathroom. Yeah. Well, so we're at the point now, Noel, I think, where we have run through all of our research, our copious amounts of research. Copious. Um, we have uh, given tips. Uh, we have given the people out there ways and means to become extra wealthy. Using nothing more but trash. Trash. Your trash, your neighbor's trash, your that's trash in the street. As we here in New York would say, gabbage. Gabbage. Um, and so now it's, uh, I think it's time to sort of look and see if uh, we can actually make some uh, money off of that garbage. Okay, but, but before we do, I do want to mm -hmm. say, hey, guys out there, 
Uh, we are hearing more and more from you guys, and I, I'm really Woo-hoo. happy about that. Yeah. Anyone who wants to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Knoll. Uh, you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Knoll. You can email us at, uh, what is it, Josh? GRQ with Josh and Noel. That's right. At gmail.com. You want to treat yourself to all those extra letters, <laughs> send an email. Uh, and, you know, send us some ideas for getting rich, uh, thoughts about the show. Uh, if you guys have any rules for which to judge our schemes by, you can send them to us. Or, you know, if you want to say hi, if you want some stickers, send us your address and we will mail them to we, you. We, we have stickers, Get Rich Quick stickers with our logo. That's right. On it. You know, I, I, <clears throat> I'm going to mention this on the air, but it, next batch we make, we should probably have RadioFreeBrooklyn.com or on iTunes on there so people can find us. All right. I'm they're, just saying. It, okay. It was brought up to me. It yeah. made uh, it I intentionally made didn't uh, put oh, anything you, else on there, okay. though. Because if people are sticking that on things that aren't theirs, you want to limit the get back to you-ness. That's true. You make a good point. That's right. You make a good point. All right, so scratch that. (laughs) Um, So today's rules, uh, seven rules of wealth building and amassing money. Okay, with which to judge our schemes according to. That's right. Rule number one, find a financially compatible spouse. I think if you're digging around in garbage, whoever you're with is financially compatible <laughs> with you. All right, I'll buy that. Um, you know, there's more to money when picking out a spouse. But yeah. I think what they're <laughs> saying is, is... Says the guy hung up about the bathroom whose wife makes homemade poopery. I think what they're saying is, I think what this point of this is, is you want to find a spouse who's going to be totally chill yeah. with you bringing home garbage, garbage. from the streets. Yeah. And bringing it into your house. Yeah. Haunt something may be haunted. Too. And something that may be haunted. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll check that one. Yeah, we'll check it. We'll check that one. Uh, number two, if you don't like where your parents were at your age, at your age, do things differently. Well, I can tell you, it, where my parents were at my age, they were not picking around in garbage. No. And uh, if I'm picking around in garbage, I'm definitely doing things differently That's than right. they my were. That's right. My mom was a speech pathologist. My dad was a dentist. <laughs> there you- oh, your dad was a dentist? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was his doctor. I thought he was a, a, a surgeon or he something like that. He is a dental surgeon. Oh, really? Yep. And I'm picking garbage. There you I'm go. Talking to you guys. That's about right. It. So uh, I think we're two for two. Two for two. Uh, <clears throat> do something you love and get paid for it. Yeah. Picking garbage. <laughs> yeah. Picking bagels out and just eating them on the street. That's right. Um, uh, what are we on? Four. Your new commodity is not your labor. It's your ideas. Oh, yeah, we got this one. That's it, fucking heavy. We are taking one. garbage and turning it into treasure because we have the vision. We have the vision. And with that vision, what are we doing with that vision? We're making billions. <laughs> <laughs> Not millions. We're making billions yep. off of people's gar- garbage. And uh, finally, understand the money myth. Understand the money myth. How would you interpret that, Noel? Uh, like, how? what would first you have to, what is the money myth? And that is the key to understanding it. <laughs> what is the money myth? Yeah. I know. They should have given us a little hint about that. I think one money myth is you've got to spend money to make money. And you don't have to do that here. Not with this. Not Uh, with other people's garbage. Another myth is you've got to work hard to make money. Nope. 
Nope. No. So we are understanding the money myth, and yeah. we are defying yeah. the money myth. You got to give a quality product. <laughs> That's <laughs> no <laughs> garbage, guys. That's right. <laughs> Guarantees. Foo fa fi fum. That's what I say. Money myths. So we are uh, six for six on that bad boy. Okay. Which to me means that uh, we're getting rich quickly uh, off of garbage. Bing. Um, for those of you listening to us on Radio Free Brooklyn, I just want to ask you to stay tuned in to listen to uh, Here and Now with Rachel Cleary that's, right after our show. That's right. That's a brand new season two show, which season two just started on Radio Free Brooklyn. Very so. excited. 23 new shows on Radio Free Brooklyn Yeah, for so, you guys to wrap your ears around. Yeah. If you guys are listening to us on uh, iTunes or anywhere you know p- downloaded uh, and you do want to listen to us at some point, we are broadcast every Saturday at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, and then we're rebroadcast on Mondays at 4 o'clock, which is 9 o'clock in the UK. It's 1 a.m. in Dubai. Uh, that's right, Dubai. Yeah, that's shout right. Out, shout out to our peeps in Dubai. Shout out to peeps in Dubai. Dubai mm. has got our back, man. Big listenership. Yeah, we well, do. it seems to me that that is the place of the greatest concentrated wealth in the world at this point. That's right. So it would be fitting that they listen to our show. Yeah. If you got a dollar and a dream, head out to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Islands made to look like the map of the world. That's right. I mean, what's that about? I don't know. Only it's in like, Dubai, my like friend. Vegas in the Middle East. <clears throat> That's right. But bigger and better. Yeah. Um, on that note, Noel. Yeah. I think it is about that time where we say goodbye to our listeners. And uh, as uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, let them go on their way and make their millions and send us ten percent of that million. That's right. And uh, as always, uh, I like to finish with a little shout out. Uh, Always check out Herschel underscore the (laughs) underscore Doxador on Instagram. Uh, We will talk to you next week. And remember, also uh, just one more time that we are uploading onto iTunes now on Thursdays, not Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So if you download us on Thursday, (laughs) you know that. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're searching for us, if you're new to our show and you're wondering, hey, when did these guys go on iTunes? Every Thursday. That's right. We're popping the new show up. So uh, again, till next week, this is Josh. And this is Noel. Don't spend all that knowledge in one place.